The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. This is All Things Elite. Welcome back to All Things Elite. Load up the pod, man, it's on when we speak. Rich right here, let me warm it up for Austin and Floyd. Couldn't be no one but the boys. When it come to All Things Elite from the fan perspective, swear, man, it ain't no question. Here from the first, swear, man, they putting in the work. No, they had to get me for the verse. Social suplex networks on. I was at a time in your headphones. Austin and Floyd on the microphone. Backing out on the red, getting in the zone. Pulling up the show, give it seven stars, you already know. Who else could it be but the show with the proclivity for a positivity? I'm gone. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 222nd episode of Social Suplex's podcast about AEW with a proclivity for positivity. Welcome to All Things Elite. My name is Austin Sumwitz, and I am the host of this lovely show. Joining with me, as always, is my good buddy and friend, Mr. Floyd Johnson Jr. I know it's been a minute, but Floyd, how are you doing? Dude, I am doing well. Uh, Problem is, uh, big problem is, I'll be working. And like the Why We Didn't Do the Show last week, I was working. And I was so impossibly busy at work. That I couldn't record because that's, I mean, it's the benefit, you know, uh, of working uh, at the shift I do that it generally gets slower and I can work, record all at the same time. It doesn't, you know, take away. But last week I was working. I was like, I I can't record. Like, I literally Mm -hmm. have to just focus on what I'm 100% focused on what I was doing. So couldn't record. So I am sorry about that. Uh, it was just that was last week was on me. That was on me, and uh, yeah. Um, so it was just it was just never a good time. And then we both had uh, big NFL games we were looking forward to at that time. <laughs> so it was just like it was a lot of there, were, there was a lot of stress. Me not so much because you know my team seems is there literally every year, but you know. For somebody that hadn't been there in a while, I could be see that stress, you know, building up a little bit, you know. And uh, hear the smugness out of this piece of shit right now. You just you can hear the smugness. This man already knows, you know. Oh, I'm the heel. I'm gonna play the heel. Like I'm gonna play the heel. I'm gonna no. give you some heat right now. So sometimes, hey, sometimes you play the heel, right? Which again, everyone knows in real life, I am a face. But sometimes the heel role is thrust upon you. And unfortunately, my team wins too much because yep. people love it when you're young and you start to win and then you finally win. And they're like, oh, my God, this is beautiful. Then you win another one. And they're like, oh, my God, and you lose one. Oh, that, that's humbling, you know, and they're like, OK, yeah. we can root for you again because you got humbled. And then you win another one. It's like, oh! And then you win again. It's like, oh. all right, motherfucker, can somebody else win now? Can somebody well, I mean, else have yeah. her? Well, I mean, like, listen, like, this, it, like as as a, as somebody who knows many fans of other teams that are like, you know, it's so hard to get there. It's so hard when you see a dynasty forming in front of your very eyes. You have either two responses: you can either be like, "Damn, you know, this team's really good. I can't, I can't help but respect it," um, or you can be like, "I hate this. Let 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 somebody else have a chance because I mean, it's so hard. I mean, we my my lions have never made one." Other teams have made multiple Super Bowls, 
lost every single one of them, and then never got back. Just looking at you, Buffalo. Uh, and yet, here's Kansas City. Their fourth Super Bowl, I believe, or third Super Bowl in their last five years. One fourth? Of the numbers. Yeah, fourth? Fourth, yeah, fourth, fourth Super Bowl. Fourth. Chance right. to win their third in the last five years. Bam. Dynasty. And that is a dynasty if, if, if they get it done. Uh, I will give massive props to Floyd, you know. And, and, and you know what? It's funny because I remember, you know, when the Patriots, I'm like, okay. Okay, I remember I, I was told people hate when we start off with football, so we will continue this talk. <laughs> we will continue this talk when we talk about your trip. We can get as yes. much in the foot. Because what I did with JR, and I think this is a, will be the standard, is we did the show, and then it was like, okay, all the AEW talk is over. We're going to talk about the trip now. So if you want to get off, you want to yes. hang up. Hang, if you, if you <laughs> want to stick around for the football talk, it'll be at the end of the show. Yes, Just do yes. it a little bit since we've been yes. away. I mean, I've been gone for two weeks on this show. Yeah. So yes. we, will, we will stick to strictly AEW throughout 95% of the show. show. And then we'll do the rest of the stuff. So I, I will say this, though. You either... It's I'm a Roman fan now to to keep this wrestling, yep. you know. Hey, and it was like at the beginning of Roman's run, and the second year it was like, oh man, this has never been done. But now at this point, it's like, when is he gonna lose? Yep. And and that's how they that's how people are. With you either the die a hero or you live long enough to become the villain, dude. I couldn't. I tell you, on both of my hands, for the first 26 years that I was a Chiefs fan, I could count. The number of people that claim the Chiefs on both of my hands. Yeah. I cannot anymore because everybody's a diehard Chiefs fan. And they've been that way their whole life. Out of nowhere. (laughs) They've been that way their whole life. And I'm like, dude, we've literally talked. And you have never once brought up liking the Kansas City Chiefs. Which I understand if you want to, if you're in any fandom. You're Roman, you're Cody, you're any fandom, wrestling fandom. I understand if you want to be a bandwagon guy. I, I, I welcome you aboard the bandwagon, right? That's fine. Because the bandwagon only fills up when you're good, right? It's, it's, yeah. a, it's a positive, right? So I, I want you on the bandwagon. Whatever fandom I'm on, I want people on the bandwagon. But know who you are. Know you right. are a bandwagoner. And it's fine. Just, just accept it. it yes. Just accept it. And just don't claim that you've been watching the team for 20, 20 something years and you can't yep. tell me about Trent Green. You know? Yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't claim. Exactly. Don't be false claiming, man. If you're a bandwagon, like, let's bandwagon together. Jump right. on the bandwagon. I'm Same thing with bandwagon. AEW. You know, plenty yeah. of people were like, you know, yeah, yeah. when AEW first started, they were like, oh, man, this company's trash. And then when they started really getting good, they like, oh, man, AEW. Has been always the best, and then you know we just just admit it. If you're a bandwagon, just admit it. It's it's okay to be a bandwagon as long as you accept it and admit it. Yes, and that's All like that, that's that. This is about general fandom. This is not about any sport. No general fandom. Just admit, like, just be who you are. Know be who you are. are. Yes, that's all we're saying. Yes. yes. So, anyways. Uh, we got a ton to talk about. Of course, I've been away for a minute, so I have had a lot to want to talk about with AEW. Uh, we're going to get into Collision and Dynamite, and of course, you know, some other big news that's coming up in AEW. Uh, so we're going to get into all of that and all things Elite today. But first, we want to make sure you guys are downloading this fine show on Google or Apple Podcasts. If you listen to us on Spotify or wherever you choose to listen to us, please give us a share with your friends, family, coworkers, whoever you wish. Subscribe and rate and review and uh, leave a leave a uh, review if you enjoy the show and then also follow us on social media at AT Elite Pod on Twitter 
You can also follow at Social Suplex, who make this show possible and have a bunch of other great shows on their network you should check out. I am at Austin Sumowitz, S-Z-U-M-O-W-I-C-Z. And Floyd is at Floyd Johnson Jr. on Twitter. And the big news of the week was that it was announced on Dynamite, I believe it was announced, that next week we will have another major announcement from Mr. Tony Khan, Mr. TK, uh, coming next week on Dynamite. So on let's, next week's Dynamite. Let's talk about, or let's do our favorite thing. Let's wildly speculate. Yes. With the no rumors. I'm like, okay. So I want to set this disclaimer all the time. You're all going to blow up this thing in your head. And yep. it's going to not be as big as you think it is. And, you know, again, not TK's fault. Now, the definition of major versus not major, uh, that's weird to me. Okay. So, yeah. So th- it, it, it is up to your interpretation whether something is amazing. Um, uh, uh, so what I... My wild speculation. Well, when I woke up this morning, I, I first Twitter post I saw is that it was going to be announced that uh, you know they were going to do a special show and it's going to be for Sasha Banks. And then I realized that was just somebody making like a yeah. graphic. You know, I didn't I didn't know that. I was just like, what's going on? And somebody's making a graphic. And then after careful study, careful study which includes like five seconds on Google. <laughs> I looked at uh I looked at the AEW calendar coming up, right? Right. So this is what I see. I see March thirtieth, live from London, Ontario, is collision, right? Then I see the next on sale date is April tenth from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, which is uh gonna be a dynamite, right? So uh-huh. what that leaves right there, what that leaves, and honestly, somebody may more know more or have inside information. So if you do, you do. I, I just say, but what that leaves at first glance is that WrestleMania weekend of uh, what is it? A WrestleMania weekend from uh, is from the fourth to the ninth. That means. That weekend shows, that week shows, like the AEW Dynamite that was from April 3rd, Mm -hmm. and what would be the collision from April 6th don't have a location right now. No. I'm calling that they're going to be in Philly. Yeah, I would think that that would be the case. That is my educated guess that they're going to announce a big show in either Philadelphia or... And or, uh, I mean, it could be like Newark, New Jersey, that New Jersey area. They're going to announce a big, two big shows, a dynamite and a collision close to Philadelphia. I would think that would be the case, too. Um, and then maybe, um, I mean, maybe this, Sasha's I mean, like debut on that this, weekend. It could, it could vary. That was what I was going to, my mention would be maybe this at the same time that they do that. They also bring out Mercedes Monet. Um, but. Uh, or, I mean, um, this could be Okada, too, uh, possibly. Yeah, and, uh, that, that, and that's why I called it, like, why I'm calling it wild speculation, but yeah, really... those would be I my mean, wild speculations. Yeah, one but of really, I'm looking at it, because when you look at how the calendar looks for... Uh, how the calendar looks for AEW, uh, when, you, you, when you look at all the, uh, all the uh, dates, right? You see Edge, mm-hmm. you see Chris Jericho. But on March 27th, or, oh, no, actually, it's March 20th. 
all of a sudden in the background is Will Ospreay. Mm-hmm. And he's not on any of the posters until March 20th. Just saying. It just seems like something big could happen that weekend. I don't know. Like I said, there's a lot. Even if that's not the announcement, I think that's still a relatively pretty honest thing to think of. Yeah. It's just like I saw it and I because I was like, because I'm going to be in Philly that week. And I was like, I was trying to look at where uh, Dynamite was going to be because collisions on night one at WrestleMania. Unfortunately, my guy might be main eventing night one in WrestleMania, uh, you know, because of a movie star. Uh, but um, so I, could, I couldn't do collision. I'm, I mean, honestly, let's be real. I'm never going to skip WrestleMania for, you know, it's WrestleMania. It's just, right. It's ingrained in who I am. So I'm never going to skip WrestleMania. So even if I was home, I would just watch WrestleMania and then watch Collision afterwards. So um, I saw it and I was like, they haven't announced it. And it's it's so weird. The What's weird is the show for April 10th, uh, the show for uh, April 10th is right there, right? Yeah. And it's just like, and then the show for March 30th is there. It's literally a 10-day period of nothing. They always do Supercard of Honor in Philly already. Right, just yeah. it just seems like it makes sense. Educated yeah. guess. I would I would be thinking that's a very big possibility, and then um, I would say my other big wild speculations for the big uh, announcement would be Mercedes Monet or uh, Kazuchika Okada. Those would be my two. Um, but we will see what TK actually uh, yes. does announce. All I need week. him to do is to actually make an announcement. Yes, it needs to at least be something when that people give a, can really do. When you give a week, it cannot be an announcement that it's going to be announced. No. It needs to be full on, this is what's going down, this is why you tuned into our show. Yeah. Yeah. No. But we'll move over now into AEW Collision from this past week, which emanated from... Uh, the Brookshire Grocery Arena in uh, Boster City, L.A. Bossier City. Bossier City. Bossier City, Louisiana. Yep. So uh, there's that. Um, and honestly, this show uh, was a thousand percent. I mean, you tuned into this show for two things. Uh, one, actually three things, I will say. One, because my girl Serena D was freaking back. And I am so happy she's back. And, like, can I just say, too, like, I heavily enjoyed her promo as well that she cut uh, afterwards. Her just being basically like, uh, did you miss me? I love that attitude that she had. And then basically being like, I'm here to elevate the women's division and put the wrestling back in all elite wrestling and to become champion. Because this is not not just what I do. It's who I am. Um I loved her energy with this. I thought she was super cool getting a big victory, getting her first victory uh, back as she beat uh, Robin Renegade. The welcome back chance too made me very happy. I will say I, I, I wanted to touch on that just because, holy shit, I've missed Serena Deep. I've missed Serena Deep so so much. Yeah, before you before we even knew what was up with her, you were like, "Where's Serena Deep? Why aren't yeah?" You I was like, "Where's she been? Why, why aren't they using Serena Deep?" You know, like, and you know, again, I will always shout out AEW for being able to keep that kind of stuff on lockdown. But uh, yeah, uh, uh, 
yeah, uh, her coming back, I've always enjoyed how she works. Her and Thunder, when they work together, always had great chemistry. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. And it's like, and you see with a lot of these comebacks and stuff, the women's division is getting better and better and more loaded. So hopefully they can get featured a little bit more. Yeah, hopefully. Um, and then the other big things, of course, from this show was uh, first thing which I'll mention, which was the American Dragon Brian Danielson versus Yuji Nagata. Uh, holy shit, this was a good match. I mean, these guys beat the hell out of each other. Um, some damn good submission moves they put on each other. Uh, it was just, like, dude, these guys, like, did such, such great work in this match. I mean, like, the, like, they're so violent when they're just, like, punishing each other. Like, Danielson's arm was getting ripped apart in the match. Um, but, um, I thought genuinely this was going to be a submission ending match, but eventually like after neither of them could get each other to tap out, you saw the Busaiku knee, which was the one that, uh, which was the thing that made Nagata go down eventually. Um, and then also having Eddie Kingston on commentary too, for that. Uh, I like that a lot as well. Having that as a thing. Uh, I enjoyed that. Yeah. Heavily. Yeah. Eddie Kingston is amazing on commentary. I, I mean, Play-by-play guy, heel manager, whatever he wants to do when he do whatever when his in-ring career is over. But I would not have a problem with him being a play-by-play commentator. And that guy hates really, really well. He does not like Ryan Danielson. And what's good about it in him on the mic is it comes through in everything he says. It's not like Nigel. Nigel's funny. Like Nigel hates Daniel Bryan. I mean Brian Danielson, but it's it's funny, right? And it's mm-hmm. like, no, when Kingston like hates you, it is like I want to gouge your eyes out and show them to you. As, as just, I want to take out your right eye and show it to your left eye as you're bleeding out. I mean, his whole hate situation is a whole like on another level it's like dude he's like dude it's such a level of unhealthy yes it's it's very much an unhealthy level of hate where i would injure myself i would stab myself in the shoulder just to stab you in the shoulder (laughs) because i hate you that much (laughs) and i love it exactly no it's spectacular and they had an incredible match and then of course the main event uh which was also when they uh beforehand announced like uh, CMML, CMLL, their partnership, and like we've known about that getting announced, and then they mentioned uh, M- Mystico, Masquerada Dorada, and uh, Volado, Volador Jr. and uh, oh god, I'm not gonna be able to say that. Uh, you talking about Hechiero? Hechiero, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, no, that was the one I've never been able to pronounce. I, I literally had to listen to another show pronounce it. Good, and that's how I was able to. I knew I was going to botch it now. No, and I don't even know if it's right. I just know that's how I heard. Well, we're going to go off of it right there. But basically, those all are going to be on Rampage this Friday. We're going to get a bunch of CMLL CMLL action on Rampage, uh, which will be exciting to see. But then, I mean, like Floyd, the Escape the Cage match, the six man between Mark Briscoe and FTR versus House of Black. Yes, uh, but then eventually, Mark Briscoe was uh, he was replacing uh, Daniel Garcia, but Daniel Garcia still came out and fucking did some shit with the bandage around the head. Uh, oh, dude, 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 let me let me tell you, um, this match was it was formatted, in my opinion, and like 
I don't go back. Yeah, I, I'm very honest about not going back and watching a lot of old wrestling. I'm not sitting here watching 80s Mid-South wrestling or world-class championship wrestling. There's too much new wrestling. I don't have time for the old wrestling, right? Uh-huh. So if a match was put together like this or if this was an amalgamation of, you know, a bunch of other old-school matches, fine. You, you got me. You're smarter than me. But god damn, I, I'd never seen a match put together like this. Dude, I know. It and was it was just so well done. And Escape the Cage, uh, how they how they did it, and it was just like, once you escape the cage, you can't bail back in, and rules, and all this stuff. And it was funny, because I'm in a Twitter, because this goes into Twitter and everything. I want to give the match its, uh, match its uh, full uh, time, but... I had seen, like, a friend of mine was like, on our social media group was like, oh, they're doing Escape, did he change it to Escape the Cage so somebody doesn't want a job? And I'm just like, both of these teams have beaten each other already. Yeah, already. So, so I'm like, that literally doesn't even make sense. Like, Like, it doesn't make sense. And it was like, well, you know, there's going to be, you know, because of it, there's going to be five eliminations. Somebody's going to have to lose. And then there was speculation that, you know, Malachi Black and Buddy Matthews didn't want to lose. Started from some statements made by Dave Meltzer, right? Of course. And I just said, I was like, it doesn't make sense. Buddy yeah. Murphy, lo- Buddy Matthews loses all the time. He is effectively the pin eater for House of Black. So I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't like... <laughs> like I don't like I was trying to like I'm not saying I am the most uh, uh most in a, uh most involved person when it comes to backstage politics, but based on what's happened in this rivalry over the last six months, including uh House of Black losing their six man tag belts to uh the acclaimed, when is this time that they don't want to lose? When does this come through? Now you might say Malachi Black, but Malachi Black is the leader of the group. Right. He should be protected. He should be protected, right? Because he's no, the yeah. leader, leader of the group. I don't know where, like I said, that, like, that comment. Like, like I, I said, like, like from a person watching it every week, every episode, all, you know, the three shows a week. Maybe. I don't uh, know where they're coming, coming from. from. Yeah. yeah. These, these people lose all the time after i mean because i like first of all i was like ftr don't want to lose i'm like they got fucking squashed in four minutes in the tag match to lose their yeah, belt honestly. what do you mean they don't want to lose honestly i was like these dudes lose and they they lost in this group they've been destroyed they've been left lying a few times he burned his wife's picture i was like yes this this is old school hate and it was just like so then you find out from the horse's mouth, Buddy Matthews, that this was always supposed to be an escape to cage match. They got the graphic wrong. Which, of course, two f- people reacting to the graphic changing and all that stuff and thinking it was a change, you have no choice but to think that when people are getting fundamental things like the graphics wrong. Yeah. You have to get the graphics right. You have yeah. to be clear, especially cage match or when you want to do something that your company has never done, you need to be clear. Otherwise, it's going to cause this. Yes, exactly. Because if no. from the moment they announced the cage match, they announced the escape the cage, no one's asking questions. Yeah. And I just then everyone knows immediately what it is. Yeah. I just think they did it for a longer match. 
you know, for, you know, you got this, you're going up against the Royal Rumble. We don't really discuss the dollar WWE on the show, but you're sure. going up against the Royal Rumble. You know, your number's going to suck. Yeah. So you want to reward the people that are choosing to hang with you instead of watching the Royal Rumble, or at least have you all, while you're watching the Royal Rumble, you want to give them something to pay attention to. Yeah. So you do the match in a way that's never been done before to draw to draw eyes. Again, that's just my simplistic, you know, like fan take on it is that you want to put on. Yeah, and and yeah. that gave it more excitement. I felt. Like, yeah, it gave it more excitement. The match exci- finished. Yeah. yeah. It just like we tried to do something different because we're going against the fucking rumble, you know. And it's just like, and the way they did it, and this is getting back to the match. Daniel Garcia looked like a fucking star in this match. Again, I was like, this dude is like, I mean, like this, this reminded me so much of when he had his matches with the BCC and people just all of a sudden just like took to this guy immediately. He comes out. Like this is his pro wrestling shit. Yes. And he comes out with the rap bandage around the head, all bleeding and he's fighting and he's left in the ring two on one. And it's just like, he looks like he's going to die to the, to the, uh, Black Mass, and he ducks it and then hits a pile driver on Malachi Black under the chair. Dude, I honestly, when you talk about in-ring style, right, the only thing I can say, Daniel Garcia fits better with the Blackpool Combat Club, but not too much better than he does with FTR. I mean, his wrestling style, his fighting style, what he does, other you know, other than the dancing, it's pretty much FTR. It's a very well with them. Yes, yes, they they're they're wrestlers. They care about wrestling. They want to win wrestling. You know, and it's just like they fit well together. I would have never thought if you're like, oh man, who's a good third for FTR? Of course, I'm going Mark Briscoe. I'm going uh, Wardlow. I'm going the people that they've tagged up. I would have never thought Daniel Garcia. This worked way better than I thought. And I just like from the moment he came from getting attacked in the back, wrapped in the head, to being the last person and the person that has to get the last fall, to Mark Briscoe slamming the, the slamming the door on Malachi to end the match. Perfectly done, beautifully done. I love this match. Cash fucking Willer. Cash fucking Dude, Willer. He went he, wild. Hey, we need somebody to jump off the cage. Before you got the sentence out, Cash's hand was up. Like me. Or Cash probably went into the room. Hey, when can I jump off the cage? Something. <laughs> yes. Something. And he's like, not only am I to jump off the top of this extremely high cage, which I think their cages are quite a bit larger than WWE. It feels like, like it. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong, or maybe it's the venues, whatever, but they seem like they're larger. He's like, not only that, I'm also going to fall off said cage and go through a table. Yeah, dude, that, that spot, especially too, that table spot was just... Ugh. Oh my God! And you know, Dax is doing what he's doing, and that the hammer is like, oh, who's gonna line up with Brody King? Oh, yeah, Dax, the hard hitter, the big man of this group, the enforcer, Dax. No, I, uh, Dax, Dax. Man, this match was so physical and so brutal and so hate, and it was so hate filled. It was like. Oh my God! You know, suspension of disbelief. You know, you always talk about. Yeah. It's like I know it's happening in the cage, and I'm watching a wrestling show. But halfway through that match, it was this was as real as anything. I needed Daniel. I needed FTR and Daniel Garcia to get the revenge, and then Daniel Garcia did it, and it was like this exclamation howl that I was so happy. One of my favorite collision matches in quite some time. Yeah, dude, and it's like. 
and this is, I mean, you want to talk about fundamental what, like fundamental what wrestling is or what collision is. This is what, when, you know, the people went to collision, this is what they wanted collision to be like old school pro wrestling storylines, uh, you know, um, you know, rivalries built up over months, two big matches that happened on yeah. it. And, and anybody that said this match was thrown together just doesn't watch. Collision. No, no. Like, like since the very, it's beginning. literally been, we've had multiple interactions with house of black. And FDR. yes, yes. And it's just like, you're just, you, you literally just don't want to like it. And that's fine. Uh, it's, it's like, uh, so somebody pointed out that if you talk to an AEW uh, person that doesn't really like AEW, they'd be like, oh man, there's just a lot of guys that do flips. Tell them to watch Collision. Yep. Because, man, that's not what really this show is about, which I have no problem with flips. I think I'm all about the variety show aspect of wrestling. I want a little bit of everything, but I have no problem with flips. But if you don't like them, the main stars that they really push on Collision, none of them are flippy people. You know nope. what I mean? So uh, that might be the show for you, but this match was perfect. Uh, you know, if I'm doing stars, I didn't go five stars. I probably would have went four and a half, four and three quarter. Right. It, I just, think it, half, it, yeah. it, it just didn't feel like a five. That's all it comes down to me. I honestly couldn't tell you the difference between a four and a quarter and a four and three quarter match. All I can tell you is when something doesn't feel like it was perfect and this felt really, really great. It just didn't feel perfect. Yeah, no, it was uh, such a good match. And I do think, like you said, it rewarded people that were like, you know what? Uh, Rumble's been cool or Rumble's not been what I wanted. Let me see what's on collision. If you went to collision and you watched, I think you got tremendously rewarded. Because uh, the show was really was pretty dang strong, um, especially towards the end of it. I think you got some outstanding stuff that you could just really, really enjoy. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, this show was loaded. They're you know they're trying to load up against. They're trying to load up against uh, other shows. Me personally, like like that Mania weekend, I would punt. Right, you would be like, I, we're we're not gonna be able to fit any like do anything here or get any sort of like bump. Yeah, so we're just gonna be like, you know what? We build to next week. Off yeah, next. yeah, build build it up for that collision on the tenth is what I think I pulled up. A build up for that next week and be like, oh, we got a two week build the next week. I would pun against Mania because it's Mania. Mm-hmm. It's Mania, and it's like because it's on Peacock. It doesn't even really cost anything. You know what I mean? It's right. like most Which people- is weird because I kind of felt like almost like it, it didn't happen with Collision. But like, I don't know. Maybe you could say whether or not you felt like this with me. But like it kind of felt like that for uh, uh, this week on uh, Dynamite. That it, 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 it wasn't exactly like a punt. But like, you know, this is almost what I kind of thought Collision was going to be like. It felt like, you know the big wrestling like holy shit moments were on collision this week and dynamite was more so like you you would have thought that they would have taken the look at this week and be like we'll punt this away and like just build to next week yeah that's what this week this felt more punty. more like you know yeah. punty yeah i guess yeah. is the yeah. word that we're gonna use yes i mean and it's funny because it's really like next week's show in phoenix we'll talk about it then is building up to be a huge fucking show oh like yeah. like 
the three matches announced right now are huge. And we'll, like oh, I said, we'll talk about them as we go through uh, Dynamite and do the preview later. But it's a big show. Like, it's crazy to me that it doesn't have a name. I know. You like, would think that this would be like yeah, the yeah. winner is coming kind. Yeah, like it's so loaded. You think it has a name, but it doesn't. It's just going to be a big one, a big one. And hopefully, like, again, it's one of those shows. I feel like if your friends are into wrestling and they decide whether to watch based on the card, make sure they know about the Dynamite card next week because it's loaded. Yeah, no, a thousand percent, a thousand percent. But let's talk about dynamite. Uh, we'll move this over week. about dynamite. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that dynamite. We'll open that up. Uh, it took place in New Orleans, and it opened up with Jeff Hardy versus uh, John Moxley with all the members of the CMLL group that were coming over. They were ringside, um, and this was a solid, really good match. I think to open things off. Um, we saw how Hardy was getting a little bit more as time's been going on. He's been getting a bit more physical. Um, I think the real main bit of physicality was when Jeff Hardy took a steel chair and threw it at Moxley. But other than that, Moxley was way more physical in this match and did some like just like hurling him into the barricade right in front of the luchas. Uh, and then uh, they actually flipped. They shoved him and uh, Mox just proceeded to flip him off. And then uh, he. Uh, he like took some shots as well. Like Moxley, like basically knew like, oh, Hardy's gonna jump at me. I'm gonna just pretty much knock him in the face with it. Uh, he also took Excalibur's. Like this was ridiculous. He took Excalibur. They go to ringside. They take his pen on his on the table and they put it through Jeff's earlobe. And then he just starts twisting it. And I'm just like, can we leave Jeff's ears alone? Yeah. Like, the amount of like I think this is like the second or third time I've seen the like because I remember it was. It was with Orton, wasn't it? Yeah, they get the, the, the gauges. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, can we not do this, please? Like, I those spots give me the heebie-jeebies. Like, it's just. Ugh. I feel you. I feel you. Uh, it, but yeah, it, no, they 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 really got physical, especially Moxley. Um, eventually, though, Jeff tries to go for the Swanton, but he misses as Mox gets out of the way. He chokes him out, and then he wins uh, by getting the sleeper on him. He actually offered to shake his hand afterwards, but Jeff was going to flip off Moxley, which is weird because I think Moxley would like understand that reasoning. And Taz even said, I did not expect that out of Jeff Hardy because I'm like, really? I expect Moxley to do something like that. So, yeah, uh, uh, this is what I'm talking about uh, with, you know, we've been talking about AEW getting back to like what they began with. Right. And a big thing when they started is wins and losses matter. Right. Well, yeah, and, and, and then Jeff Hardy is losing every week, and he's getting more and much frustrated. Why? Because wins and losses matter. You know what I now, mean? Yes, the rankings officially being fully back. Yeah, we'll talk about where they stand after uh, the Dynamite review. Yeah, the like sometimes fully back now. Yeah, that's that's what's playing into it now. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes to go forward, you gotta go backwards a little bit, and this whole Jeff Hardy thing is like you have somebody like Jeff Hardy who. Him and Matt aren't probably cheap. I'm, I'm, they're not working for pennies, right? No. And it was like you weren't using them. And it's just like, dude, you, you, could, you know, there are storylines you can tell through losing. I mean, which I have always thought AEW has been doing perfect at. 
throwing storylines through losing. And Jeff Hardy's been really wrestling every week, losing every week. So this is going somewhere. I don't know if it's a heel turn or just a more aggressive Hardy. It seems Hardys like we're leaning towards a, a heel turn. Yeah, heel yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, but that is what you want. Even Matt Hardy's like, we're the Hardys, you know? And it's funny because that's what you want. Because... I've always said the main event scene is always perfect in AEW. You know, for the most part, I love it. Some of the MJF stuff uh, during his time as champion, I might not have loved. But this stuff, Samoa Joe, Samoa Joe Swerve, Hangman, that's the main event. But what, you know, sometimes gets lost is making the rest of the show interesting, right? This Jeff Hardy thing... Of course, it, it looked like it was more because the CMLL guys were outside the ring and they got, yep. got into it with... Uh, yeah, after the match, they got into it. Yeah, so that looked like that was the main story it was telling, right? That was the main story. This was setting up uh, Blackpool Combat Club versus the CMLL guys. But on that other hand, now you have this other story that's happening set, simultaneously, same match of Jeff Hardy's growing frustration and losing. And not just Jeff Hardy, the Hardy boys growing frustration and losing. Yep. And you're also telling this at another time with another group, with the Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett family group. It's all about just tired of losing. And it's just like, dude, everyone understands that. On a basic level of storytelling, everyone understands in life, whether you're the richest person or whatever, you understand getting into those periods of losing and you get to understand getting frustrated and you understand you changing things and changing things and still not working. And man, I, I like, it's funny because no one probably said, Oh, I'm going to turn it into the show and hear about how, how Jeff Harvey losing is a great thing, but it really has been well done. Yeah, no, it's, it's been solid to see. And like I said, it's exciting to see, you know, different usage of the Hardys recently. And, you know, with how long we have Matt and Jeff for, or like, you know, how much time they have left in their careers, um, I would like to see different stuff because Hardys were kind of in a situation where like kind of similar to where the Bucks were, where it's like they were just playing the hits. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I had even said it. I had said it before, and, you know, I stand on what I say. Uh, I was like, man. I've seen the Hardys enough. I felt like I had seen pretty much every right presentation of the Hardys that you possibly could see. And now we have yeah, something it's like something, starting to yeah, see something different. Yeah. It's something different, and I'm interested in them again. I mean, interested in them again because, I, like I said, I thought I was done. I mean, I was just like, dude, I feel like they're just running out the clock right now until their contract's up, and now it's actually interesting. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm very excited to, uh, I'm very excited to see where this ends up going. We'll move on over to uh, the Dealer's Choice match, the first of two, um, between uh, Hangman Adam Page and his opponent that was chosen for him by Swerve Strickland, Toa Leona, which I did not know, I had no clue, no oh, earthly yeah? idea. You could have bet me a ton of money. I did not know that Toa had never been pinned or submitted in AEW. Well, I didn't know that, and that was a good reason as to explain the decision as to why Hangman had him. Uh, Because I will say, when they announced that as his choice, I was like... Yeah, that's trash. I'm sorry, like, are you kidding me? This is what you're going to try to do to beat up Hangman? I was like, you, like, 
y'all, I mean, like, you act like Nick Gage is, like, not even willing to come in and kill somebody with a pizza cutter. Yeah. Dog will do it, like, literally if you just ask. Dude. And, I, like, you tell me Swerve's not a guy that would try to get Nick Gage and be like, yo, kill this guy for me. Dude, you have people on the roster. It could have just been Lance Archer. Sure. And, like, you have people on your roster that you don't use, which I think not using Lance Archer to just go out there and beat people up is dumb. So I'm like, this is like, seems like this is Lance Archer's role. Hey, right. I need somebody that's ruthless that's willing to go out there and hurt somebody. But I do like that they are trying to feature other members of oh, sure. the, yeah. the Mogul Embassy. So I do like that he got that spot. But yeah, exactly. that, that initial yeah. And thought again, them, them was really like, trying to sell, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. him <laughs> saying, like, you, you have not been pinned or submitted it's, is a genuinely good way of making people be like, okay, like, now there's an. There's an understanding to it, and like, there's a reason why you would be like, oh, wow. Um, also, I will say another thing that um, kind of hurt this match. Where the fuck was Nana? It's he, a Mogul Embassy match, and there's no Nana? He was on the boat. He was on the Bullshit. boat, and he got in, and like they, you know, they said the injury. He might not have been uh, ever you know, supposed to work that night, but... I guess uh, you I, know, eventually, I know he was on the boat, but I was just like, like man. Give, him, give him the night off, you know, like, uh, but yes, he is missed. When yeah, Swerve's me, when Swerve, he's not there, yeah, it, it's he's missed. So yeah, like Swerve music goes super. Like I love Swerve's music, goes hard, love it. But man, the Nana dance, it's like, yeah, yeah, I mean, like the Nana dance, and it's like you, you gotta get him in to do the dance. Something, yeah. Yeah. It's like it's tough. It's tough. Like I said, his his presence was sorely missed. Yeah. Um I still thought this was a pretty dang good match. Um, but um I love when he no sold the dead uh with the dead eye. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And he just jumped up. Cause back in my day, Samoans did not sell pile drivers or Tongans. They didn't sell right. pile drivers. Their he heads were back up and they, 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 yeah, head. yeah. Their heads were too hard. That's how. That's how. That was old school wrestling. Is that Samoans didn't sell headbutts, and if you were a Samoan that did, that was headbutts, pile drivers, any of that. Uh, I grew up with uh, Hawk from the Road Warriors. Animal and Hawk's necks were too thick to sell a pile driver, and it was just like so. That little callback to my childhood with him just completely no selling it was amazing nice yeah and i mean like that that to me i saw that and i was like oh shit like it's that those small moments where you like the reasonable doubt of like holy shit like that's something i was not expecting whatsoever yeah um but yeah no um it was still a pretty damn solid match uh but eventually um as he tried to go for the buckshot lariat uh he got lifted up and he was gonna get hit with a samoan drop and he pulls him back and then cradles him up and he gets the pin and uh he he manages to uh get the victory but he charges out after him after the match hangman then sends him out by ducking and sending him over the top rope um so hangman wins his dealer's choice match and you know big win for him uh and they actually said right afterwards too excalibur was like you know the rankings are going to be revealed immediately after dynamite which I said we'll talk about once we finish our Dynamite review. But this helped him tremendously in terms of, like, you know, both these guys want a shot at Samoa Joe. And the idea was going into it basically, like, if, if Swerve loses this match, Hangman's getting the title match. Yeah, so, yeah. So, of course, Hangman's trying to do, take every, like, advantage that he can. 
And, you know, and he was not so sly with who the person that he picked was going to be. As he said, you couldn't beat this man in 40 minutes, four minutes and 20 seconds. And to wait to find out who it is, you had to wait the whole effing show. That yep. was pretty cool. I, I, I just like I like that because it, 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 like I said, the, when you do the mystery thing, you, you give people you give people moments to speculate. Right. But this right. one, they pretty much told you who it was. The yeah, whole, they told you with the whole with the whole yeah. effing show thing. Like, yeah, you, yeah, you knew him. Yeah, like four twenty, and it's like, oh, you then uh, they said uh, Alex Caliber said uh, there was a strange smell coming from the locker room. I, <laughs> I dude, I, I was like, uh, they, it, it was like I can't believe they told us, and it was just already, dude. They told you the whole show. They told you the whole show who was gonna be. Yeah. 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 So no, exactly. So, you know, it is like I was that that to me was super exciting. I love the fact that R V D was what who he like that like I said, that was more so of what I was kind of expecting uh for uh dealer's choice announcement. Um we then had uh footage of the, the the bucks uh arriving they had the, they came out of limo and uh they were uh handed the show format from a pa who called them nick and matt and they were like you know you call us nicholas and matthew and uh they told them basically you're gonna get fined for that uh and then they walked off and then um i can't even remember what brandon cutler's tweet was basically about the backstage shit um Again, like I said, you're you're gonna yeah. get the same answer yeah, out of this from me. It's the, like, it's, people this showing is designed people. to this is designed to piss me off. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, they are full on heels. Me, no, I'm talking like me specifically. Me yeah. spe- like no, it's like, not just them being heels. It's like this is supposed to piss me off. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, hey, they are not like if you know the Young Bucks as far as over the years, this is what they do. If they're the people you don't let know something pisses you off because they're going to just... They will needle it and needle it and needle it until you just want to actually fight them. Yep. That's 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 just how it goes. And, I mean, there's, there's, there's nothing I can do about it. Like I said, I asked for, like, actual direction for the Bucks. And this is direction. And I, I don't deny the fact that, like, you know, this is good for their characters. I hate it so much. And I will forever hate it. Yeah, and no, no, I mean, it's, like, it, it, it's it, just, it, it is what it is. I can't really add any genuine, like, critique on it. It's, that's Floyd's job. For me, it's just going to be like, I fucking can't stand him. I it, can't stand him. You know, I, you know, like I said, I understand. I understand. I mean, they're literally going at, you know, a guy me and you both love, so. It's not even necessarily that, but it's like it's like again, designed to piss off the people that, like, also support him, too. Yeah, so. no, no, no. They're, they are... This is not an accident. <laughs> this is not. It's very much designed. It is, it is designed. Oh, to I, I expect, dude. You know, so hard. I was expecting though that I I thought they were gonna make a tricep joke. Like I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. And you know, there's still time. There's still plenty of time for them to do it. But I'm waiting for like if a tricep gets mentioned. Just know, like I I I'm I'm, I'm calling it before it happens. Because a, I know they're too lazy, and I, they're so lazy that they would do it. Um, but you know, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, 
Moving yeah, on. Moving on, sir. Yes. Wardlow taking on Commander. Uh, this one, this was interesting, I will say. Um, match was, uh, it wasn't a squash, but there was a bit more of a, like, you know, back and forth with this between him and Commander. Uh, getting some nice, uh, high, high octane moves for Commander. Uh, and he hit a Phoenix Flash, which I love to see. He killed that. Uh, but eventually, though, after that, and he was starting to get a little bit of momentum, and he thought he maybe had a chance, he gets powerbombed. And I also love, too, like, basically when Commander got thrown, and he's, like, spinning, almost. Uh, but Wardlow gets the win over Commander. And then, basically, Roderick Strong goes and starts screaming at Commander, basically, you should have taken the deal I offered you on Collision, but now you're going to pay for that. Orange Cassidy and the best friends, they come out and they chase him out. And uh, it seems like there's been talk going around from this uh, moment after the match that Wardlow got hurt. Because, I mean, this man was furious. And, like, it's like some, like, it feels like something, like, happened. Like, it seemed like he may have hurt his knee uh, after the powerbomb. So, we don't know necessarily any word on that. I hope he's okay, and I hope it's, like, no genuine, like, concern. I would, like, I just feels like, you know, I, I'm, I'm hoping that's not the case. Because right now, wrestlers are just getting hurt left and right. And I want everyone to stay healthy because, I mean, this is a big time in wrestling. And for you to get hurt around this time of the year is just, like, brutal. Like, no matter who you are. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah uh, Wardlow, a normal man's knee would be rooming. And I'm no normal man. I'm still coming for the heavyweight title, and there's nothing and no one. Uh, that's that what he said. Got me. Knee is just fine. Yes. Okay, good. I did not see the tweet, so I'm very happy to see that the knee is just fine. Yeah, because so. I was I was concerned because he seemed up. He seemed like he was frustrated. Yeah, I feel like it's probably one of those things. It could have been a problem, and then it ended up not being a problem. Yeah, you know, I mean, like he goes back there and it's like, okay, you just twisted it or whatever you did to it. So hopefully, yeah, everything's okay. Yeah, I hope so. it seems like that because again, because we're literally like he's very not human. For yeah, sure. the undisputed kingdom. The thing is, the thing about their the thing uh, feud is they've put on us in a lot of different waiting patterns, right? We got what five weeks now before Roddy faces uh, uh, Orange Cassidy. We got yeah. We got the Kingdom. They're the ROH Tag Team Champions. They're really not defended on TV. The big thing we're waiting on is MJF versus the uh, Kingdom. Yeah. MJF's hurt and Adam Cole's hurt. I know. So we're literally like the Undisputed Kingdom. While debuted, we're kinda on a holding pattern with them. Until, you know, MJF gets all ready and, uh, you know, and Adam Cole gets healed. So you're going to have to do what you can to keep them relevant, keep them interested along. They do need a tag team feud for the kingdom. They really do. They they need yeah. to introduce that collision, dynamite, ROH. They need a feud to keep them busy, too, because you just don't want them to look like just hanger-ons because they're champions, right? You're supposed to make your championships matter. Uh, so this Wardlow thing is kind of the thing, him beating people and going up the list. So if they lose that dude, 
Oh, I know. They do that. This might be like, this is like almost retribution. And I, by retribution, I mean just kind of snake bitten, you know, <laughs> on it working. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, retribution wasn't injuries. It was, uh, you know, storyline or the story. But you can have all these stories, but if you don't have the people to perform them, <laughs> it, it, they don't make a lot of sense. Yeah, no, exactly. So it's hopefully everyone's okay. Like I said, Wardlow, I, I trust him being like, you know, knees fine because again, the dude is a freaking giant man and he's yeah. not normal. Uh, so good to hear from that. Um, we then had a backstage segment with the sit down interview between Sting and Darby Allen and the AW World Tag Team Champions, Ricky Starks and Big Bill about their title match that they will be having next week on Dynamite. And Ricky starts things off basically being like, I thought it'd be appropriate for us to both, for both of us to talk since, you know, this is about respect. And I wanted to personally say, you know, Sting, don't forget that this journey in AEW started with me. And Sting was like, what did I do? You didn't tell me what I did. And he goes, well, listen, your first win was over me, and that does not sit right with me. And Darby Allen proceeds to respond, like, basically being like, you want to talk about respect? You, you respect the icon? Is that what you're saying? And Ricky's like, yeah, absolutely. And Darby's like, that's a load of crap. You're just seeing this as a stepping stone. And you don't respect Sting. I don't think you respect anyone. And he's defending uh, Sting, to which Ricky proceeds to be like, you're the one that had to attach himself to someone like Sting. It's like, I'm trying to make the point that next week, two things will happen. I will retain the tag titles, and me and Big Bill will be the world champion still. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my lick back on you. Because, listen, this chip on my shoulder ends next week. I will make sure you don't even make it to your retirement match. And, Darby, there's no respect for you because I got no space in my body for respect for you. Uh, Big Bill then also said, basically, you guys run your mouths. You brag about how you're going to go into revolution. You didn't even mention us. You overlooked us looking towards your match that you're going to have and who you were going to have your final match with. It's like we're taking your frustration uh, our frustrations out on YouTube because you represent everyone else here. Sting then proceeds to immediately go after Ricky, saying, "You said I was the first one that got face to face with you because I kind of admired something in you. Like all those days, you were one of, one of the only ones that had balls to get in my face and talk smack. And you got to earn respect. And you and Big Bill, like Big Bill, I've made faced many big men. The only difference is that those guys were killers." I don't not show sir about you. And then Darby proceeds to end it by saying, Look, Ricky, I respect you. Respect what you do in this ring. But every time you point the finger at somebody else, it's the only you that is gonna be uh taking the blame. And then he got hit with a drink by Starks, who's screaming for him to hit him because there's supposed to be no physicality in any of this. And uh things like I've always hated talk because Darby I'll hit you. Darby will hit you, Starks. In Phoenix, and I will too. So. so, I would I will say this: Ricky Starks and Big Bill are probably my least favorite tag team that every AEW's had as far as champions. <laughs> but this like, I, this this was pretty good. I it was thought, pretty good. Yeah. Hey, no, hey, again, hey, I, hey. I don't like them as tag champions because again, it's it's what we've always said. You know, we don't like throwing together tag teams holding the belts. Uh, like and, these and, two guys aren't like there's no team on that, and, you know. What yes, I mean? and you can go down the history of throwing together tag teams 
that worked and thumbs up. I, I mean, if that's, I don't like them. <laughs> yes. like, you can't, I'm right you, there with Floyd. You like, can't, we, you we, can't we, argue me into liking them. <laughs> like, I don't we, like, them. we've been that way. Like, and like, you can be a thrown together tag team and kind of work your way up. Swerving our glory kind of did a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, like I love Ricky starts. I love Ricky starts and big bill got massive respect for big bill. Them together holding the tag belts doesn't sit right with me. Yeah, this is a good backstage segment. I thought they did some good, uh, good work together. Uh, I'm excited for the match next week. And honestly, thrown together tag teams are literally supposed to kind of build to a feud, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, do you want to see Ricky Starks and Big Bill feud? Ah, uh, it'd be interesting. I would. Yeah. Think. I mean, Ricky, Ricky tends to do pretty well against guys that are like no, bigger it, than him. And that's fine, but I'm just like, it's just. You know, it's like, eh, not really. It's like, exactly. You would think yeah. it's because, you know, that's what happened with Swerve and Our Glory. It broke apart. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I just, like, they they do well against each other, but I just don't really have much yeah. desire. Yeah, I like, so maybe we get there. Maybe we get there. Uh, but, you know, um, staying in, yes, I think they'll put on an amazing match. Because I, like, individually... Fucking love Ricky Starks. Love, fucking love, love Big Love Bill. everybody in this match, yeah. Yeah, but it's just like, you have a tag team division, and you have all these tag teams, which we'll talk about when we go over the top five, and it's just like, now you have these kind of together. Like, Sting and Darby's actually a little bit more established because, you know, they're, uh, they're a little bit more established because, you know, they, they are 26-0 as a tag team. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I yeah. will. I will. I will uh, save. I think the match will be great. Don't get me wrong. No. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I am really. I am at this point where I'm really, really ready for the tag belts to go to a tag team. Not even necessarily my favorite tag team. Just a yep. uh, tag team. Exactly. Uh, moving on from this, uh, we had the Ring of Honor Television Champion Kyle Fletcher face off against Chris Jericho. Here's the first thing I have to say since we are talking about Chris Jericho. Never sing the weekend ever, ever again. That was horrific. That and cover I, I, he did of Blinding Lights on the cruise, horrific. Yeah, never. Don't sing, do that. They never saw. Do not do that. I like like I I'm, I'm I don't have any ill will against Fozzie. Do not do that again. Like that was horrific. That was some of the worst things that I've ever seen Jericho do in the last few years. Uh, just don't do that, please. It just hurt my soul. Yeah, uh, apparently that was bad. I honestly did not listen to it. I honest, honestly, people have posted pictures from the cruise, and it causes so much FOMO. I generally just like scroll past. Really yeah, great. I get it, man. I get it. I mean, like, I mean, like, I feel that heavy with the cruises because I've never been on one of them. You've yeah. at least been on. Oh well, yeah, and that's it. Actually, makes it worse because you're like, dude, it's so much fun because it really is. It's a great time. It is. It is a great time, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, I like I said, I didn't hear it. I, I imagine it's not good. I don't like. I enjoy when I went to see Fozzie in concert. I think they do their music and the music around what they do very, very well, right? Like very well, right? Like it's supposed to sound how it sounds, right? But I could imagine because I don't think that man can actually sing well. I don't, you know, so. Him trying to do, you know, songs by people that really can sing, I don't 
think that'd be a strong suit. But again, well, especially I, I, with like, I mean, like if you're gonna do it, like change the key at the very yeah. least. Yeah, I don't know music, so I can't, I can't, I can't speak to this. I'll he be the can't first. Hit those notes, uh, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, I've never thought he was a particularly good singer. He's more of a yeller to me. <laughs> well, that's why he's in the. That's why he does rock music, not yeah. pop music. Yeah, so that's what I was um, thinking. So I was like, no, the yeah. weekend, exactly. Him doing the weekend didn't sound. Yeah, it's but. not. It's not. It was don't, for, don't don't man. search for it. It's not a good idea. Yeah, so, uh, say, everybody uh, there was probably drunk, so no one knew it was bad. No one. Well, pe- people who filmed it knew. They were <laughs> like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get this. Yeah. Um, that being said, getting into the match though, uh, match was. Pretty solid, I think. Uh, I liked how uh, Powerhouse Hobbs uh, and Don Callis were getting involved. Uh, but eventually, though, he got chased away and then came back later in the match. Um, Kyle Fletcher, I think, was working really well on this one. It felt like you saw him take the lead a lot in this match, and he did a really good job, I felt like. Um, but as the match went on, uh, Jericho he hits the Judas Effect. Hobbs proceeds to uh, get back in and try to charge after him. And uh, as he's running towards him on the outside, Hobbs gets sent into the steel steps. Fletcher gets rolled back in. Jericho then proceeds to do an off-the-top turnbuckle Judas effect. And he pins him with that. Athlete. Yeah, he pins him off of that and gets the victory. And, like, he had two Judas effects and the one off of the top rope as well, which was... Always evolving, that Chris Jericho. Always evolving. I thought so. this match was a little, like, completely positive. You know, I thought it was a little clunky at the beginning. And at at f- the beginning, yeah. Yes, it and there were like a few positions. You saw things. them get to, you, you yeah. got into a bit of a groove. Yeah, and then it was like, oh, okay. This is the Chris yeah. Jericho I know. This is the conflict yeah. I know towards the and end that's of the when it, that's when it became, like, you know, <laughs> all right, this is solid. Yeah, because I at no point thought this match, like, when they announced the match, I was like, it's going to be a good match because those are both excellent wrestlers, so... <laughs> yeah, but uh, top row Judas effect. I thought that was a uh, interesting ending, and I love how he had to overcome all three. I gotta ask the question: Where's Sammy? Still hurt? Yeah, I, I don't know. I do I'm not know. I, I think we might be building the Sammy coming back next week, but we'll see. I would, I would love to see that happen because I, I do, I do enjoy me some Sammy. Um, also, afterwards, Jericho and. Uh, Kanosuke Takeshita were staring each other down since they'll be facing next week on Dynamite. The real um, alpha. Yeah, there you go. We then had uh, Bullet Club Gold with Switchblade Jay White the gu- and the guns. And then they came out with the acclaimed and daddy ass. So we had the Bang Bang SZA gang out and um, they each did their own thing. And then... Um, they talked about how these are the six men who dominated trios wrestling for years. And I'm like, for years? Yeah, I'm like, uh, maybe for a year. I mean, hey, that's, that's some uh, old school heel history right there. Yeah, <laughs> like, real. I, like, I'm like, I believe the first time the guns and Jay White tagged up was maybe August? Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Honestly, yeah. Like, like half yeah, a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, but regardless, <laughs> uh, they proceed to be like, you know, hey, Anthony Bones, like, something's missing him right now. There's not just six of us. Get Cardblade. Cole then proceeded to say that they fired Cardblade a long time ago, which did not bring good reactions. Everyone was like, no. Then they were like, get the juice board. And uh, they did that. And uh, there's a point where uh, 
they threw it threw it out out of the ring and it landed on his head. I loved how that became a thing. It's like taking a bump on the head like that, like Cardblade did or, or Juice Board did. I loved uh, Taz's reaction during this. How many cardboard oh. people do we have? On the ring? Yes, <laughs> legit, legit. Um, so they do a nice little bit right there. Uh, it was a nice little funny segment. I thought somebody was going to come out and interrupt them, and then it didn't happen. Yeah, I, I, I mean, honestly, with the rankings, I mean. This seems to be all building to, uh, you know, like a six-man unification. Thing, right, right, exactly, yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. because, uh, no, it's just like, this is great, but it doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like more so like, you know, this segment will be talked about for something else. Yeah. No, but uh, no, uh, no I, uh, I'm interested in seeing where this goes because they are, they are not like, you know how when generally someone's going to turn on someone – someone showing their hand right you yeah you, they hug and then someone has that stoic look on their face or you know they no sell something but they both teams seem to be all in on being a group so you don't know who's going to be the dick in the end well you have an idea but maybe they go a different way yeah maybe we'll move over now to taya valkyrie facing off against diana perrazzo um I just can't get over the fact that, like, her arms were bent backwards, dude. Like, in that match, like, her arms backwards. Like, that finish was ridiculous. Um, Deanna came out, and, I mean, she, like, just oozed confidence, I felt like, in this match. Um, uh, So, I'd seen them in Impact, so I was expecting a banger, because... They, I've seen them have really good matches. Right. Like that, they, you didn't get that. Yeah, I, I thought you got. I thought you got a good match. I wouldn't yes. go really good. I wouldn't go really good. I thought you get a good match. And for where it is and how Taya is currently positioned in the company, we got the match that we were supposed to have. But, exactly. Yeah. But I'm going to say this: you're rebuilding the women's division, right? You you really are. It seems like you're trying to reset and rebuild. You know, timeless right. Tony. You needed a banger here. You give them five more minutes and just right, tell them exactly. to go. So you, you kind of need to get the jumping off point for people need, to really like. You, you know, you need people talking about women's matches, right? Yes. I needed to come on the show. To, this is what I wanted. I wanted to come on the show today and say, forget the rest of the show. Yeah, these girls Here, stole. Joe stole it, and they put on a banger, and I think that's what the women's division right needs right now like like uh, some bangers to get yeah. people talking again no a thousand percent i think like matches like when we remembered the uh great work that uh uh the thunder rosa and J- like the the ex- the lights out match yeah uh stuff like that like yeah, yeah and or, or just like the great work that like i said i always go back to the work that sheeta and serena deep did because they put banger after banger after banger in their match in their yeah. feet yeah and i can honestly say even in on dynamite in general i feel like generally there used to be this time with dynamite and i, I know you i don't know how long you can keep this up or expect it that there will be all this one match that everybody was talking about right no dynamite. And, and, like, I, like you you would <sighs> see stuff like you know like oh we're just gonna have a random match between nick jackson and fenix yeah and, and like they'll they, just they, yeah. get five stars right like that like that guys the, like if you give the women time i'm telling you they can do stuff like that too yeah yeah and that's how you build a division so yeah you I, want to give a basis of like you know 
what to expect from these girls. Like, if you don't know what they do, yeah, show them. Yeah, I want you to, for the 10 or whatever people that went up and went to the bathroom, I want them to fucking regret that they did it. You know yeah. what I mean? And it was like, this was a good match, but this is not a match you regret missing. So, I like, I, I me might be the only person in the world that had this high standard on what Deanna and Taya could bring. And it was just like, I thought it was a good match. I don't have a problem with the match. I wanted it to be better. Yeah. Okay. No, again, I, I agree. And like, there's, like I said, there's a lot of like, Deanna Perrazzo being in AEW has got me like genuinely super excited. And I am, uh, I'm, like I said, I'm all so- stoked to see like what more she does. But yeah, you, 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 we want to see like, you know, those old dynamite matches that we would see like, you know, just from, Two random guys, and they're just going to be like, okay, we're going to get, like, 15 minutes, and we're just going to put a 15-minute banger out. Correct. Like, you give them enough time, and any of these girls, I feel like, could do insanely good stuff. So I, I, I want to see more consistently strong, yeah. lengthy women's matches. And I think you do have, right now, with everybody coming back from injury, Yeah. and I think you have a good mixture of different talent to do this, if positioned correctly. And uh, Floyd, you can talk about this segment. I'm not saying a word. What segment is this? You got to leave me in. Uh, Darby Allen uh, being interviewed by Paquette and then being interrupted by Matthew and Nick Nicholas because the first question that Renee asked was, I would love to talk to you about your admiration for the Young Bucks. Yes. And uh, yeah, Darby Allen's like, I don't, I don't know what to talk about. But uh, the, the, the key out of this is the Young Bucks pitched them being in a trio and they said we had a punk phase back in our teenage years and i i i personally laughed quite a bit and uh and darby kinda you know i respectfully dissed them and the bucks like oh so we're gonna have to do something about it so in my opinion it's setting them up to uh cost darby and sting the match next week but we'll see Sure, it'll be the case. Yes, but you, you like the punk phase? How's your punk phase been going, Austin? My punk phase is currently going through pain and suffering because my <laughs> favorite wrestler has got a torn tricep again. That's my punk phase. But at least these guys can tell shitty jokes. They're so, hey, hey, hey. Big hearts, big hearts, and the big hearts. Fuck off. Like, I don't have time for this. We're moving on. Main event time, dealer's choice. Swerve Strickland versus Rob Van Dam. Um, and yeah, I was, uh, also, can I say, I love me some Samoa Joe on commentary. This guy does some great work on commentary. Um, and, uh, he was doing a good job too of really pushing like how RVD is just like this absolute legend. Like everyone was like so stoked to see him too. Um, and again, like I cannot stop saving, saying the praises of a sort of, and I love, too, that they just let RVD, like, go full, take a steel chair, ripping it at Swerve, and then proceeding to just, like, throw him into the guardrail. Like, dude, I mean, like, he was doing some damn good stuff in this match. I loved how the fans were getting heavily into it as well. Um, and then um, eventually Swerve then starts getting back into it, though, as uh, he gets the steel chair, and then he uh, has not it's propped up in the turnbuckle. And he sends uh, he sends him into the chair, but then uh, Rob sends Swerve into the chair eventually, hits the Rolling Thunder, 
and then also took the chair and drop kicked him in the face with it. Um, as the match is going on, like RVD's really getting some momentum going. But then Brian Cage, as it looks like he's going for the five star frog splash, uh, Brian Cage comes up. He jumps and shoves him to the mat. And then the FTW champion Hook comes out, repping D12. Shady Records jersey, hoodie, D12 hoodie. First thing God. I thought about when I saw it, I was like, oh. My uh, God, I uh, popped. Uh, first thing I, I saw, like, it, I thought Austin, and then, you know. I was like, there ain't no way that this man is wearing a D12 jersey, a hoodie. I was just like, holy shit. I was like, this man is a G. I love, I love that he had, it was rocking that, and he had the steel chair, and uh, he hit Brian Cage with it to get him out of there. They were brawling outside. RVD then gets snuck up on. He... Is able to hit uh, hit a nice kick on him and hit and uh, as he tried to go for the rolling thunder though, Swerve got out of the way, took the steel chair, and then just proceeded to beat him down, stomp him onto the steel chair, and um, then as the things were going, they were going at it and at it, and then he got uh, RVD then took uh, two steel chairs and basically like sandwiched him in the, in between it, and then tried again for the frog splash. Uh, this time, Swerve got out of the way. Uh, but then eventually, uh, as the match went on, Swerve uh, proceeded to uh, ca- come over. And uh, he. It, there was a great moment, too, where he just had a house kick call where he had the steel chair and did the house call kick. And then he kicked out of that. That was a huge moment, I, I felt like, in the match. But then eventually, RVD, double birds, and then he gets uh, Swerve stomped, and then he loses. I, and uh, Swerve Strickland gets the victory. And Hangman comes out and goes basically like, hey, congrats, you evil bastard. So basically, we're both undefeated uh, with these rankings. Uh, I would only assume that now we're both at the top of the list. And you said you wanted Samoa Joe. But listen, I'm not going to let that happen ever. I am the next world champion, not you. Swerve then proceeds to be like, I've beaten you twice. I have nothing to prove to you. You can't beat me. And they keep going back and forth and back and forth. And uh, here's where they go. Uh, Swerve's like, you you want this suffering to end? Here's what I'll give you. One more time, you versus me. Third time, and we are done. I will move past you, and I will face Samoa Joe for that world championship. And that was what was officially announced. Swerve versus Hangman. Next week on Dynamite, winner getting the shot at Samoa Joe at Revolution for the world championship. I am so excited for this match. But God damn it, they're going to give it to Hangman, aren't they? Dude, okay, let me tell you. I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, I've, I've seen some different speculations online. But I will say this. Hangman has kind of gotten a better of Swerve. So generally when they do that, it usually goes the other way. That's but, what I'm saying, yeah. though, because like part of me is like, you know, like in my head, I'm like, well, Swerve has won the last two. And really, the only win that matters is mm. the one that ends the feud. So they're going to give it to the babyface. They're going to give it to Hangman. And then he's going to get the title shot. I, at the same time, I don't fully believe that. I love the story of Hangman not being able to beat Swerve. I love nah. it, too. Yeah, so, I okay. So, you know, I've seen some things online. The only thing I don't want, the only thing I don't want is Samojo to be the idiot face that goes and attacks them both. And that leads to a triple threat. 
That's right. such a WWE way of it looking. Is. It is. It, that's, it kills that's it. It kills, especially because the match is on Revolution. Yeah. I, I don't, like, I'm at this point, I don't care who wins. <laughs> just have don't do a that. Definitive winner. Yes, yes, just don't do that. I don't care who wins. I don't have to do that. No, I even said, I mean, if they wanted to do a double knockout, a draw, anything like that that leads to a triple threat, that's fine. I just don't want Samoa Joe to be the idiot face that goes and attacks both. So now he has to wrestle two people or the idiot champion that attacks right. both the people. Cause they just no, did that exactly. with Roman and the triple threat. And I'm just like, we at some point, <laughs> at some point, you know, you're looking at the three people and you're like, I don't want to fight anybody, but fighting one is still better than fighting all three. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. So it's like, don't do the stupid shit. Don't yeah, pull the no, stupid shit. Definitive I winner. Do like, what I, you. I will, if, if Hangman wins, I will begrudgingly be okay with it. Just have a winner. Yes, like, the I only reason I'm okay I with Hangman. I want Swerve to win so, so bad. <laughs> but, like. Yeah, the only reason I'm okay with Hangman winning is somebody put out that shitty alternative online. And I was like, that's so shitty. I'm okay with just Hangman just winning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's so that's that's all I need right now is just a definitive winner. Honestly, I'm all I'm. Uh, you give me that, and I'm good. Yes, all uh, you need in your life when you don't like a storyline is one of your friends to talk and give you a way worse idea. Because yes. then that idea that you hate it seems less bad. I'll take it. Yes. <laughs> I'll take, I'll take it. definitive winner, please. I'm begging you. Um, but yeah, that was AEW Dynamite. Like I said, that this show to me was still good. But it felt like more of like the punt that you thought you were going to get. Like we're just going to punt this week away that you would thought you would get with uh, Collision because it was going up against the Rump. Collision, like, like to me, like this week, Collision. I I loved Collision this week. I thought it was really really good. I don't know how you find this energy because it's it, it 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 it's pretty organic. You really, for the most part, can't make it happen. But you need to have those dynamites where. People are talking to their friends about how good the dynamite was. And I just, I feel like this was a really, like, I thought it was a good dynamite. But there was, I didn't call anyone to say, hey, no, you should watch No, and that's the- what you feel like next week is going to be like. Yeah. This, this, that's, this was one of those, like, you know, you know, you get a filler episode of a TV show. This is the filler episode of the TV show. And you're kind of expecting next week for shit to really go crazy as we get closer to revolution but but yeah um going into before we preview the upcoming uh rampage collision and next week's dynamite we have the first uh edition of the of the rankings officially back uh so this is where everything stands right now of course your world champions in the men's uh side of things samoa joe aw world champion christian cage tnt champion orange cassidy international champion and then eddie kingston is your continental crown champion the number one contender is Swerve Strickland with Hangman Page right behind him. Adam Copeland is at three. John Moxley is at four. And Roderick Strong is at five. Uh, do you want me to go through all of them, or do you want to go individually we talk about? Yeah, let's go individually and talk about it here. Um, okay, so go ahead. When you're looking at that, I mean, if you look at it, everybody pretty much in the top five um, you know, is in something. You know what I yes, mean? They got they got some sort of story going right now. Yeah, so and it's just like I want I want to announce to, on this that these rankings are professional wrestling rankings. 
good lord, don't take them so serious. <laughs> this is not like no one's changing math or anywhere. If you look at rankings, college football, boxing, all that stuff, rarely does number one face two. You know what I mean? Just right. this is not how it happens. All these are, and 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 I and it's like I've heard someone say this before, but I've been saying this from the beginning. There's just ways to tell stories, right? Right. It, 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 that's all it is. It's like Swerve and Hangman are fighting next week. So the first week of the rankings, we have one versus two. Copeland, who's three, is going for Christian. He's the number one contender for Christian's title. John Moxley lost, the, you know, the Continental Classic to Eddie Kingston. So him being and then won a bunch of matches. So him being four is fine because he's probably going out to Eddie Kingston. And then Roderick Strong, he wants to wrestle OC. It all makes sense, right, in that top five. But I'm just like, <laughs> don't, like, don't get hung up on it, right? Yeah. It's like, just don't get hung up on it. It's it's literally, this is a thing to give you a reason for people to fight. And if you take it any more serious than that, like, why is the number one seed getting a title shot? Calm, the, calm down. Calm right. down. They'll get there. I know yeah. I, I play along with FTR was uh no one contender for 26 weeks. It was fun for me, but really I don't, don't take it that damn serious. Just chill. Let them yeah. tell the stories. Let Tony cook. Okay. Let Tony cook. We'll get there. Yes. We'll get there. when he do, when he does, it ends up generally being something pretty good and pretty tasty. Yeah. Yeah. No, thousand percent. Yeah. So, that that's where we stand for the men's uh the women's champions of course timeless tony storm is your women's world champion and julia hart is your tbs champion number one contender is diana perrazzo uh thunder rosa right behind her at number two hikara shida number three sky blue number four mariah may at number five so Um, you look at it this is the first month right so most of these people have had what one or two matches with the exception of Scott Blue who wrestles on every show every week. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't yeah. know, but uh <clears throat> so when you like, oh Scott Blue, is she getting a title shot? Is she to get a title shot? Maybe not, but this is literally thirty days into the rankings. Right. Like thirty one days into the rankings. So they will adjust as we keep going. And it looks yeah. like what's more than likely, Deanna Peraza is probably going to be facing Timeless Tony Storm Revolution. Um, we really don't know who Julia Hart's person's going to be, but yeah, let's say if you're going by the rankings, it's probably going to be Thunder Rosa or Kara Shida. I would think, yeah, maybe, maybe it would be yeah, Shida, cause, perhaps. Yeah, because yeah, Julia Hart tags with Sky Blue most of yeah, the time. Yeah, they're not going to face each other. <laughs> Which they do have a pretty cool shirt. I don't shop yeah, no, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. Their, their, their skeleton shirt, yeah. fucking sick. Yeah, I was actually thinking about buying it. I bought the Willow Riding a unicorn shirt because you know it's Willow riding a unicorn. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah so. I mean, what are you, when are you going to turn down that? Like, yeah, honestly. But before you like, why isn't this person on there? If you notice, if you actually go look on the other part of the AEW page where they show you standings, a lot of them haven't had singles matches. Just haven't. Yeah, it's only been a month. A lot of them haven't had matches to be on there yet. So they will be there. Just let the rankings work themselves out it, they will, it, it will just yet yeah, we're just waiting for them to consistently get back into form you have the tag team champions uh ricky starks and big bill sting and darby allen are your number one contenders they are getting a title shot next week you got john silver and alex reynolds at number two brian danielson and claudio castagnoli at number three 
Private Party at number four, and Orange Cassidy and Trent Beretta at number five. What Dark Order represent? That's a, uh, yeah, and you'll see them in the trios rankings too. Yeah, so uh, no, uh, obviously no FTR. But guess who hasn't had a tag match this year? Just a no, they've only had a trios mm-hmm. one. Yeah, yeah, they Which, haven't and, had. And then we'll get right into that. Actually, the trios <laughs> champions being claimed to Daddy Ass. You got Bullet Club Gold at number one. Uh, Hardy's and Mark Briscoe at number two. They're one and zero. Oh. They're one yeah. and zero, oh, and they're number two. And they're number two. Yep, yeah, I guess. Okay, there you go. Uh, Dark Order number three. FTR and Daniel Garcia at number four. House of Black number five. I think FTR and Daniel Garcia might be one and one. You know, I I'm, think. I think. I was just saying. Yeah, I think this is their second match. Yeah, and I think they lost the first one and then won this one. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Uh, let's see. Let's go look at the roster. And the roster. Yes, my thing's not clicking the way I want it to click. <laughs> and there is ODG. Uh, let's see. Yeah, one and one in trios matches. There you go. <laughs> and, like, they're literally only ahead of the team at five because they beat them. Yeah, and then, that's but they, they beat the, yeah, yeah. yeah, they beat each other. So it's like, is FTR and Diego Garcia a permanent trio? Probably not. You know? No. You know, but... You have to go based on the data that you have, and they have been in two trios matches. So, yep, it's so we'll going see. to probably gonna... be three or four months as oh. as people are getting their wins and all that stuff, where you can really dive in it. This initial one, you literally should take with a grain of salt, because like I think Swerve and Hangman probably lead the whole bracket with four matches apiece. Yeah, yeah, no, so. <laughs> We're going to see these rankings get fully fleshed out. Like I said, it, it feels very much like when the rankings first started, you know, back when AEW first started, you know, they were, they were like super fresh, super, super fresh. And like, in fact, I'm actually going to see if I can check the rankings from all the way back then. Uh, it's going to be a lot of clicking that I got to go through if I'm going to be able to get my way back there. But, <clears throat> um, but the rankings from all the way back then, dude, I mean, like, they had some old, old rankings, like, and old wrestlers that were set up there. Yeah, they don't even have them up there, actually, it looks like, from, at least, uh, from, uh, yeah, no, they still, they not from 2020, yeah, so, they don't even have their old rankings from back then, uh, at least saved, so, I'd have to see, see if I'd have to, yeah, they seem to have, they may have had all those go away. I, at least, maybe, maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. I'd have to see if I'd have to do a little bit more digging. But um, oh no, I was looking photo galleries. That's why I fucked up. Okay, that's on me. Yeah, like Swerve. Yeah, Swerve. I'm like rolling, scrolling through. Swerve and Hangman are the only two people with four singles matches this year, and that's. I think that's like, you know, Dynamite and you know, Dynamite and Collision included, and then now you'll have Rampage, and so yeah, you'll start seeing some people collect some wins, and this will start fleshing itself out. But again, even in years, even in month six, year six, whatever, chill the fuck out. It's it's yeah. it's a storytelling device. Just that's all it is. That's all it is. <laughs> just, just give it some time. Just give it some time, and like I said, you'll start to see it really get fleshed out and fully under. Like you'll. It'll feel like more consistent with the rankings. And, and the big thing is there you have the benefit. They had the benefit of what they did wrong the first time. Right? This is the second time they're relaunching it. What what people complained about. They had the benefit of that and they can adjust to that this time. Yeah. yeah. So 
they can adjust the rankings now, and then you know we're good to go. So I'm I'm excited to see how they shape out and like how like they feed into storylines and everything like that. Because again, it's the th- it's a thing that sets AEW apart. So yeah, um, and I and I wanted to be uh, like I know Continental Classic is n- probably not to the end of next year, but. When they do it again, I'm like, dude, I you I only want ranked guys in it. You know what I mean? I want I get it, yeah. Yeah, I want you to have had to earn your way into the Continental Classic. I mean, last year was kinda random, but I want you to earn your way into the Continental Classic. And I want people right. fighting and trying to beat each other to get into the Continental Classic because it means so much. Yeah. And then like all all of that makes uh you know, it builds and builds and builds and builds and then all of a sudden it's just uh, you know, we're, yeah, so here, I think actually I got, uh, the official first rankings right here, if I can find them, when they first debuted the rankings, let me see if I can get this up real quick, uh, and this was back when they actually had, uh, all the rest, I mean, uh, uh, being the elite on the news page, which is always interesting, so yeah, I think November, I think, yeah, it was, Three and one, three oh and one, three oh and one, three three and two, three and uh, two and two, one and one. Like so, the rankings were literally Cody, Pack, Mox, uh, Hangman, uh, Kenny, and Mox were your rankings. And then, dude, Emi Sakura was uh, on the top of the rankings uh, with a one and zero record uh, for singles wrestling. Like that's that's how fresh those rankings were. So. Like that's 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 how it reminds me of those. Like we're just getting started with the rankings. Nope, you there? No, I was just talking to a friend tonight, and I was just asking. He's like, I hate the rankings. No. And, he, and he's like, well, I was like, why? And he's like, well, why would anybody be one and two? You know, they should. whoever's one should be fighting a champion every week. And I'm like, do we have a championship match every week? Well, no. And I was like, so I, I stopped him. Cause I, I, it was one of those things. I'm not into it's like I'll argue, but sometimes I just like sometimes I just want to know your line of thinking. And he was explaining why it had to work, and I was like, "Now I'm like I know you like wrestling, and you've watched wrestling a long time, and you're into other sports, UFC. Has any ranking system ever worked the way that you're describing?" And right. he was like, "No." Well, that's why it doesn't make sense to me. So I was like, "So you've made up rules of how this ranking system should work." That only you know, and somehow they're supposed to figure it out and go by that. Yeah, it's so. Uh... <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> exactly. Like, guys, just give it some time. Just give it some time. <laughs> That's all we're asking. Yeah. But that is everything we got. Here's our preview, at least for Rampage this week. You're gonna get Top Flight versus Private Party. Uh, Ricky Starks and Big Bill will face the Dark Order. Uh, Willow Nightingale versus Queen uh, Amanita. Hey, Amanada. Uh, Amanada, my yeah. apologies. Uh, you'll have Orange Cassidy uh, and Best Friends. They'll be talking. Uh, and then you have the giant CMML uh, uh, four-man tag, where it's like, going to be all four of them versus CD, Matt Seidel, Angelo Parker, and Matt Menard. Yeah, they so, were the four that came out to have Moxley's back on Wednesday. Yep, they were the ones that broke <laughs> it up, so they're going to be having uh, so again, the match on Rampage. match is not random. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. Uh, on Collision, we have Eddie Kingston, a Continental Crown champion, facing uh, Brian Keith. Uh, and uh, Brian Danielson versus, please say his name again so I don't get it wrong. Hechiero. Hechiero. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Uh, those are the two matches that were announced for Collision. Then we got multiple matches, of course. 
the trios matches, uh, stars of CMLL versus Blackpool you, you, Combat you, Club. And the cool thing about Hechiero is he's a technical wrestler. Yeah, so they're they're really driving. Yeah. yeah, he's a luchador, but they really drove on that he's into the luchador submission style. I forgot what they called it, but they really drove that home on the commentary. So I thought that was a really good job of commentary. And like I said, I loved I loved the submission work with uh, yeah. uh, Nagata's match uh, yeah. with Danielson. So I loved that we were going to get another week of that. Yeah, and I just loved, like I said, I love the fact that they set it up on commentary, right? Because you're you might not know who this guy is, but they told you. Everything you know that needed to know about him. They even told you the type of match that you should respect from Ryan Danielson. It's not going to be a traditional lucha lucha match that you probably think of in your head. It's going to be more of a like a match against him and Zack Saber Jr. Right. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. Uh, and then yeah, like I said, CMLL trios match versus Blackpool Combat Club on Dynamite. Jericho versus Takeshita. The tag title match between Ricky Starks and Big Bill and Sting and Darby Allen. And then, of course, Swerve Strickland versus Hangman Page with the winner facing Samoa Joe at Revolution. And then finally, the big announcement that we'll be having from Tony Khan on Collision in Phoenix. On, on Dynamite. I apologize. Uh, Dynamite next week on Phoenix. Yeah, Phoenix is fucking loaded. I mean, this they is uh, got like so much. Uh, shit. Uh, uh, like the fact that they haven't named this the show of the rising sun or something because, you know, it's in Phoenix or some <laughs> uh, some special fucking name just seems weird. Because any shows that are this loaded, they are pretty much going to decide your number one contender going into Revolution. Uh, you you got uh, a tag title match that's pretty much if they win, that's going to decide what type of match, essence in essence, that you're going to have going into Revolution. It's like so much of this next week's show is going to directly lead into what we get at Revolution, and you know Chris Jericho versus Takeshita. They already did it in Japan. Now they're doing it in America. So that's another reason to get excited. So I am, uh, yeah, I'm really excited about next week. It's like, yeah, if, no, I, could, if I could find, sure. a, if I could find a way to be actually off, which I can't, but if I could find a way to be actually off, I would be actually off work just to sit down and watch this show. I'm, I'm so excited for it. Um, we got a ton to look forward to with this match. So I am, I, I this whole show looks like it's going to be a blast. Yeah. So. Um, it's like our February pay-per-view, you know, the kind of uh, yeah, for real. Yeah. But that is everything in AEW. Um, and uh, Floyd's got a nice little note here of the uh, last thing we'll talk about from because we don't have any other additional news to talk about. Yeah. Um, but I was gone for a week, uh, so um, Floyd's yeah, because we were going to talk about it last week, but yeah. we didn't do a show. <laughs> we didn't do a show. No, yeah. so no. I can't. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll 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 save this part for basically. If all you came for was the AEW talk, it's the end of the show. Yeah. Subscribe, rate, review, follow us on social media, all that kind of stuff. We'll close things out with basically just me talking about like my time. And we're probably gonna get into a little football, just a little bit because yeah. I mean there, it it, yeah. it does so. That is a big feature in what was part of my trip. So yeah, yeah so yeah, mention. we're we're gonna try to save our shooting the shit until the end of the show. So. Yeah, we'll we're gonna do that from this point on. <laughs> yeah, so that way we don't lose most of you with the football uh, stuff. And besides, it'll be mostly gone after this week anyway, because you know, yeah. yeah, final game of the season. Yeah, but either way, um, so yeah, I was not on the episode two weeks ago because I was off in Orlando. I uh, spent the uh, weekend with my family. 
as we all went to theme parks, basically hit up Universal, Disney, all that kind of good stuff. Dude, uh, did, up- you, did you hear about Universal Epic? Epic Universe? Yes, I did. I, I saw the video. They are stacking yeah. up. I will say uh, the, the concept of the actual park is awesome. Couple like there's only a couple rides that they mentioned that like, you know, really yeah. piqued my interest, like the dual coaster <laughs> sounds yeah. awesome. And then um there's a I know there's a ride that they're doing at this version of a Super <laughs> Nintendo where they're doing a Donkey Kong coaster that yeah. like makes it feel like it's gonna have like an invisible track where it look feels like you're jumping the track which is fucking cool um but yeah no that's awesome i think that's gonna be my big trip for 2025 is that yeah i you will let have to let me know how that is because i mean like i said that looks like if y'all didn't know why because all you hear about is wrestling and football I'm a huge Harry Potter fan and nerd, so yeah, and they got a whole a whole new uh, Harry Potter world, you know, whole new one with uh, uh, Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I am really looking forward to the Ministry of Magic and all going to all the lands. I'm going to try to go to every one of them, but I'm going to do something I've never done. I want to stay. I've never stayed in a hotel on park. Yeah, and that's the thing. This this one literally has the hotel at the very end of the park like inside like yeah like it's it's interesting like i said it's something that's very unique um i'm hyped about the universal monster movie uh yeah. that that's my shit um but yeah no so we got to do all the new stuff at the ride at the park so i got to ride velocicoaster which was fucking awesome that ride is so good um we got to uh go to star wars uh galaxy's edge which was amazing got myself a lightsaber uh, absolutely had to go purple. Shout out Mace Windu. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that whole thing was awesome. Um, crazy thing, too, actually. Well, I'll tell this one quick story about the Star Wars area. So we had... Well, we uh, already let them go, so you don't have to tell quick stories. Yeah, I know. For sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah, um, so we, were, we, we got lightning lanes for... Rise of the Resistance, which is the big e-ticket, basically, the big ride. Uh, yes, like pretty much my favorite thing I've ever been on. I actually so, got to do it twice, and I love no, it. No, well, that's crazy, because here's the thing about when we did it. So we got a lightning lane for like 2.30 or 3.30 uh, in the day. By the time we get to the park, uh, first thing we do is we ride, uh, we go and we try to ride uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. We get on the ride, and it breaks down. And we're stuck on it for like a good 20 minutes, which was a real pain in the ass. Uh, when we get off, and it's about an hour before our uh, lightning lane for Rise of the Resistance, that is also down. And it stayed down for like well over five hours. Like it was nearly seven o'clock. Like it had got, it'd gotten dark out basically. And the ride was still down. And then while I'm waiting in line basically to ride Tower of Terror by myself because no one else wanted to ride it, I'm looking at the my phone and all of a sudden I see the wait time on the app pop up being like, Rise of the Resistance is open again. And I'm like, oh my god. So we immediately go and we're like, I'm going to get off this ride once we, I finish riding it and I'm going to bolt. And we're just going to get in line for our lightning lane and we're going to ride it. Uh, we made this happen. Dude, the wait time for General was like over 300 minutes. I couldn't believe it. I was like, you got to be kidding me. But we rode it. It's a ton of fun. Um, such a good ride. Um, but it definitely was like, you know, 
just the wait time was insane. Like it wasn't long for us because, like I said, we had our lightning lane. But like, if you tried to wait, like you would not have been able to get on the ride if you waited that long. Like, it, park would have closed. Park would have a thousand percent closed. So we, or did, the ride would have shut down again. So we did the lightning thing for Rise of the, Rise of the Resistance, and then our friend actually works at the park, and they got her through the second time. Oh, I see. So I see. Yeah. You got you got the hookup for sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, knowing Tiffany is pretty much knowing the world. So honestly, honestly <laughs> like honestly uh, though. So uh, uh, the homie, she hooked it up. So there you uh, go. Yeah, I mean that ride is spectacular. Um, we also met up with some friends of ours, uh, online friends that are big football people, and we went to, uh, you know, at City Walk they've got the giant NBC Sports Grill. We went there to watch uh, all of the Wild Card Weekend. And uh, the Lions winning their first playoff game in over 30 years, beating Matthew Stafford and the Rams. Um, unbelievable experience. I was running around City Walk high-fiving strangers. I was so fucking happy. Um, and with the fact that the Cowboys are the biggest choke artists of all time, that meant I got another home playoff game. So I actually got to cover a Lions playoff game. And it was the Buccaneers game. And they won that one, too. And it was incredible so much fun uh but yeah just being able to hang out with our our friends that we knew online talking football with and we all watched it together uh sydney was fucking terrified on that final drive by the rams we thought she was absolutely terrified um but they pulled it out and you know incredible run for the lions we're running it back next year trying to make the super bowl but uh, trip was amazing, honestly. I uh, got to do a ton of fun stuff, uh, just hanging out at the parks. Um, okay. And we actually did uh, Magic oh. Kingdom After Dark, too. Uh-huh. I don't know if you've seen After Hours. They have this thing that do Magic Kingdom After Hours. Uh, dude, it was like a fucking ghost town. Like, legit. Like, we're leaving at, like, 1 o'clock in the morning. And, like, they still have another hour, I think. Uh, actually, no, it was, like, midnight. I think we were leaving after midnight. And they, had, they were open until 1 a.m. And it was foggy as hell, too. So we literally felt like we were in the park when we weren't supposed to be. And it's like, that's wow, pretty- we got to ride the new Tron coaster. That shit's a ton of fun, too. Okay, that's cool. Um, I got to ask. I got to ask because I like to ask my uh, trip question. What was the best thing you ate all for the trip? Best thing I ate? Yeah, food. Food is... Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Honestly, so we ate at um what the what the fuck's the name of the restaurant? We ate at a uh, I'm gonna look this up real quick because I can't remember the name, but it's a uh, it's at the uh, one of the Disney resorts, and it's a uh, the the owner of the Dolphins, I believe. Uh, it's uh, he it's his restaurant, uh, uh, Swan Restaurant. Uh, let me find it. Like I I can't remember what the fuck the name is. Uh. Uh, well, you said it was Shula, Shula, Shula Steakhouse. Shula, yeah, Shula, Shula Steakhouse. Steakhouse. Okay. Yeah. Don so Shula. we ate there. Okay. Yeah. So we ate there uh, for my birthday, actually, and uh, got me some really, really good steak. That was the, probably the best stuff uh, that I had. Um, and uh, dude was awesome too. I we had a we had a, a British uh, waiter, and I was like, uh, "Are you a actual football guy? Or are you a?" American football guy, because like, what, like I was like, since you're British, I have to ask, like, with you working at an American football restaurant, he's like, don't know a damn thing about American football, but I could talk about European or English football all day long, and I talked with him a bunch. 
He's an Arsenal fan too. Shout out to that dude. Come on, you Spurs. Whatever. No, fuck off. What? Fuck off. What? Fuck off. Fuck off. Uh, but we talked about football. Like it was a blast too. Um, and dude was super cool. Um, but yeah, that that I would say would be my the best food I had. I fucking was stuffed leaving that place. Well, that's good to hear. I, I mean, honestly, traveling, going to wrestling shows, all that stuff. I usually don't have time to focus on food. I'm just like mm-hmm. grabbing whatever oh, I can. Yeah. So whenever anybody else travels and I know they have their priorities straight and I know they're going to actually go get good food. I always like to ask them what they had, because like I said, uh, that's probably like if you talk about a hole in my travel. Yeah, I've I've been to several places and never eaten anything there except like McDonald's or Burger King because that's all that's open when my show's over. So there, yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, there's a there was another uh, there's an Italian restaurant we ate at too. Uh, I can't remember the name of it unfortunately, but um, it was also really good. I had some really good spaghetti too. My favorite place when I'm there is that I forgot it's on Universal. Uh, it's like a place where you can get really good ice cream. Uh, Universal Studios Orlando ice cream. Uh, let's see. What's it called? It's like they have these like huge Sundays. And I can't remember what it's called. Now I feel like, because it's got like a steampunk type thing going on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's uh the... It's on City Walk, yeah. What the fuck is it uh, called again? Uh, it's, uh, yeah, what the fuck is it called? Uh, the Twosome Chocolate. Yeah, yeah Chocolate the, Emporium. Emporium yeah. Every, like, it's one of those ones, I love it, but you have to plan to go there, like, when you decide to go on the trip, because it's always booked. Like, yeah, solid. It's always Yeah, man, because the Sundays, like... I don't go there for regular food, right? If I go there, it's an appetizer, and then they have these, like, Sunday cups, and they're fucking amazing. Yeah, no, they, that, I, we did not have the chance to do that. Um, yeah. They, we did get some Voodoo Donuts, though, and Voodoo Donuts was lined up outside the fucking, like, it was insane how long the line was for Voodoo Donuts. And they were good, but I was like, it's donuts, you know, yeah, like, yeah, this long for donuts? Yeah, I mean they're like they're like you know they's what it's what's hot in the streets. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I know. Like there's one in uh, San Antonio uh, that the next time I go, I'm gonna go there. But yeah, yeah. And I'm a, also, I'm a big we did, donut I will fan. say too, there's a new thing at the City Walk. They have escape rooms now. They have oh. two escape rooms that you can do. One based off of Jurassic Park. One based off of uh, Back to the Future. We did okay. the Back to the Future one, and it was honestly a ton of fun and uh, also freaking cool too because the they uh obviously like they the person that's uh in character in the escape room is just some random like actor actress or whatever but they got christopher lloyd to do some voiceover for uh doc brown which i heavily appreciated i was like that's fucking that's fucking doc brown right there that's not like just a character actor like that is Christopher Lloyd playing him like it's just a silhouette but they have him voicing him over which I heavily appreciated yes that's awesome but but yeah no I mean like it was an awesome time and like I said it was just great experiencing like the new rides and everything like that but like 
dude, that Lions win, dude, that shit meant so much to me. And then the fact that we punched our ticket to the NFC Championship game the next week, and even though that shit ended so brutally, yes. like, this season has been spectacular. Like, uh-uh. I've gotten to be able to start to really appreciate the season now that it, like, we have both our coordinators back. Yeah. We're going all in next year. And, like, uh, I, I gotta I'm say, I gotta say. I was very happy when the Lions won that game. I was very sad what happened the next week because I wanted to kick yeah. your ass in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I wanted. One, week that's one, what, though. Week that, one, though. That, that, one, oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was fine. And I wanted to show the children that, you know, everybody gets lucky once. Y'all were the little giants. Y'all won the one out of ten times the first time. But the big bad wolves were going to meet you in Vegas. Listen, dog, I will tell you right now, you want to go all in about the whole, like, oh, y'all were, y'all got the asterisks with our win. We didn't have Travis no, 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 yeah, no. Well, yeah, yeah, well, motherfucker, we didn't have Sam Laporta. We didn't have Sam Laporta yeah. going crazy, breaking tight end rookie records out here. Y'all, we also didn't have Jamison Williams. Y'all got the dub, and this would have been a great story. For the first game of the season to go on to the last game of the season. It was gonna Absolutely. Be it was going to be great until the game started, and then we were going to blow you out. But, alas, that didn't happen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry your team didn't make the Super Bowl. I, I, mean I, that, I, I mean that legitimately. I am. No, yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean like, let's, like, I think you could be honest and, like, like that first half, we played the Dude. best football of conference championship weekend Dude. Uh, in that first half. Yeah, I I had wrote you in. It was like, okay, this like, is we over. We were up by seventeen, and like obviously <laughs> that's not a that's not a safe lead in the NFL or in an NFC title game. But I mean, like, we had it won. You know, it was like we had it. Yeah. No. No. Uh, no. Uh, that is. Uh, that that makes me sad because I thought yeah I thought you won it because honestly I thought San Francisco was gonna kind of whoop you because yeah I, no I, one I, I, no I, one I, thought that first half was gonna be how things started out because believe me when I say this I uh, I believe me when I say this uh, I believe that uh, the San Francisco 49ers are the best team in the NFL I mean honestly if they beat us in the Super Bowl I I won't be happy about it but. I would be like, I think th- I've said it. If you go on my t- uh, Facebook, I've said it many, many times. I thought they were the best team in the NFL, and it Dude, wasn't I was, I was close. terrified going yeah. into this game. I said they're gonna kill us. Yes, and then in the second half, they played like the best team in the NFL. No, we just yeah. played like the worst team in the NFL. I will. I say. mean, I will say that me and JR have that same organization. Results the same. I don't care which side you're on. If you thought San Francisco, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, like we we just played like ass. Like yeah. it's we we. We we just totally collapsed and just like things started just falling the other team's way and we had no way of stopping it and like we just couldn't get it like we just couldn't do what we what had gotten us there which is just convert like we were just making and also the entire season I will say we have not been a good third quarter team and that's one thing I hope this team can fix like third quarter is like death sentence for the Lions a lot of times like our offense just goes flaccid. Yeah, and it's, you know, you, you can't, you know, like, it's that oh, you needed to be able to finish them. You know what I mean? And, you know, I give the Lions credit. In a lot of situations before, they were able to do that. They were able to finish games. And like I said, this was a bad time for them to just fall apart at the worst time. Um, but now, you know, first game jitters of this kind of situation is now out. 
You're going to bring a lot of these guys back. A lot of these younger guys are going to continue to get better. Shout out to to Ifatu Melifanwu, I got to say. One of the other guys that we got in the trade for Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff. That dude has been a revelation this season. He's been so strong in the safety position that honestly, like I said, I don't even think we need to keep C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Especially if he's out here trying to freaking headhunt Debo Samuel for his own petty reasons. As opposed to like, you know, actually playing for the fucking team and not giving up stupid penalties like that. Uh, but, like, our young guys are really coming into form, too, and they're only going to get better. And then just, I feel like there's so much room for this team to really make big splashes, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I think there's a good chance you could see them make a big move. Uh, so I'm, I'm hyped about it, dude. Like, this, this, this next year is going to be exciting. The draft is in Detroit. It's like, let's go, man. Let's go. I And... Shout out to you, you know, another Super Bowl trip for you guys. I'm hoping for a good game. Uh, I'm I'm not not at all. I'm hoping yeah. in, I'm hoping for you're the hoping most, for a, the you're most hoping bo- for a massacre. I, I'm hoping for the most boring second half in the history. Patrick Mahomes is sitting on the sideline in his jacket. Travis Kelsey just takes off his clothes and goes sit up in the stands with Taylor yeah. as Literally we wait. Him up <laughs> and everything. As we wait for the clock to end and we become your two-time reigning, defending, undisputed Super Bowl champions. That's what I want to happen, but you know, that's not they're the best team in the NFL. So it's gonna come down to one score. And we yeah, have Mahomes. Right. And then, you know, we'll see. We will see, yes. But that, I think, will close things out for uh, my little trip uh, talk and a little bit of football at the end. We will continue to keep football at the end if we do. But again, like I said, after this week, unless, like, some big shit happens, like, there's really, this is where the football will end to. So y'all that don't like this, I promise you, we'll be out of here. We'll be out of here with that. Yeah, and and if if I come off overly smug... I'm a Chiefs fan. It's just right it's now. Just, it, it, it's in his blood now. It's, it's right now. This is We are them right now. We have him. We are them because we have him. You know what I mean? So uh, it is It is what it is. And like, and you'd be like, oh, they're going to lose in the Super Bowl, and that's going to humble them. No, it won't. It won't. We still made it to the Super Bowl four times in the last five years winning two Super Bowls. A loss is not going to humble me. I'm just throwing that out there. I'll, I'll, still gonna be, I'll, I'll be humble in, what, 15 years when my home retire? Then I'll be humble again. That'll be about <laughs> it. That'll be about it. Yeah. But anyways, guys, <laughs> thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of All Things Elite. We really do appreciate you. Uh, thank you for being patient as we didn't have an episode last week. Um, and guys, continue to download this fine show on Google or Apple Podcasts. And if you listen to us on Spotify or wherever you choose to listen to us, Give us a share with your friends, family, coworkers, if you wish. Rate, review, subscribe, all the nine yards there. And like I said, you subscribe, you won't miss a single episode, even when we are cut off because work is crazy. But yeah. also follow us on social media at ATLEPod on Twitter. Follow Social Suplex at Social Suplex. Follow myself at Austin Sumowitz, S-Z-U-M-O-W-I-C-Z. And follow Floyd at Floyd Johnson Jr. on Twitter. And with that... I will let my man Floyd take us home on this episode of All Things Elite. Good news. I have re-downloaded Discord onto my phone, 
And uh, I'm going to be logging into Discord and engaging on the Social Suplex Discord. So if you want to tell, if you happen to be on the Social Suplex Discord and want to tell us, uh, you know, we suck or have AEW questions or whatever, I I feel like this, I mean, because it's funny because I listen to other shows and yeah, they always have good questions from people that listen to the show. They're they're a lot more present on Reddit than we are. So right, I'm yes. gonna at least try to go on the Discord and get some questions so we can be more, you know, engaging. Because you know, I have an opinion about everything, so I just need the people to ask me what they are. Yeah, so, no, uh, but uh, we thank you. Minute, second, and so we haven't. Yeah, Austin went to Orlando, so you know that was you know he had a good time. Uh, I don't know. I think my next trip is Revolution. So, uh, you know, I'll be talking about Revolution at Revolution. But uh, we do appreciate everybody listening to the show uh, with this new year. Get started. Get whatever you need to get done uh, on uh, February on February 11th. If you know nothing about football and you're listening to the show, February 11th, just pull for the Chiefs because you will likely win. I'm just Throwing that out there, just throwing that out there for the novices. Super Bowl comes out, you you don't know what's going on. You're like watching a puppy bowl. Everybody's waiting for the commercials to come on. But if you just you, you want to look like a smart person, and then they ask you who you think gonna win, I'm like I think Mahomes is gonna win. Don't even say the Chiefs, just Mahomes. Now, uh, but uh, thank you all again. Uh, with that, I will leave you how I always leave you, whether it is home, work or school, always do your best to be elite. Get well, Kenny Omega. <laughs>